Welcome to Today's Issues, offering a Christian response to the issues of the day. Here's your host, Tim Wildman, President of the American Family Association. Well, good morning, everybody. Welcome to today's issues on the American Family Radio Network on this Tuesday, April the 12th. Thank you for listening to AFR. I'm Tim Wildman with Fred Jackson. Good morning, Fred. Yeah, good to be back with you guys. Uh, Traveling for the last few days or what? We had a wonderful time, our family, in uh, North Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. Great spot. Little vacay? Little vacation with uh, daughter and her husband. How was the and, weather? And the new granddaughter. Oh, okay. Congratulations. There. Yes. Yes. How was the weather? Was it nice? The weather was a little bit chilly. Yeah. And the wind's strong, but you know, uh, it's just nice to walk along the beach. Oh, yeah. yeah. Myrtle Beach is like boomed in the last 20 years. The oh. last time my wife and I were there, we're at second honeymoon, 1982. Yeah. 40 years ago. Oh, wow. Okay. It has changed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It has changed yeah. since then, so it was very busy. Chris Woodward, good morning, Chris. Good morning. You ever been over to uh, Myrtle Beach? Uh, I don't think so. I've been to South Carolina. Uh, I've been to Cancun, where you and the First Lady right. uh, have frequented from time to time. Funny story about uh, my trip to Cancun. You know how here uh, on St. Patrick's Day, oftentimes you'll see people with Kiss Me, I'm Irish t-shirts or you know, we celebrate Cinco de Mayo, even though, mm-hmm. you know, we're not necessarily from the nation of Mexico. I was in Cancun on uh, St. Patrick's Day in 2005, and a local guy was wearing a shirt that said, Kiss Me, I'm Irish. And I thought, it's not just in America. <laughs> yeah. Well, our family's beach people, and uh, <laughs> so we love whether it's – we mm. went to Hilton Head Island for like 14 years in a row. I hear that's beautiful. Yeah, we loved yeah. it over there. had mm. – well, how that started was not that anybody cares, but I'll share it with you anyway. Uh, was this is like in the I don't know when is this in the eighties maybe mid eighties. A fella called me up and uh, thanked me for uh, my dad had been had supported one of the uh, uh, candidates in Tennessee for an office, and he okay. said I won't mention his name because he didn't give me permission. But he says I'm a real estate agent on Hilton Head Island. And I have a condominium on the mm. beach, and uh, your family's uh, free to nice. use it for a week. Yeah, if nice. If you want to. So we didn't have any. We were poor, you know. <laughs> so I said, uh, we have a van, so we can come. You, you, you know, we will travel. Yes. So that turned into 14 years in a row. It turned into a vacation welfare, basically, because <laughs> I, I would ask every year. You know, he would offer, and I would ask. Uh-huh. So we got a free condo for a week. That's Every year nice. for 14 years. That's and, uh, nice. But uh, anyway, we we enjoyed Hilton Head Island. We went up to Myrtle. I've been to Myrtle. Mm-hmm. Well, but I hadn't stayed there. Charleston's a nice place to go to. I've mm-hmm. been to Charleston. Been Beautiful there. city. Historic, of course. And yeah. I did the uh, horse and buggy ride yeah. through, through yeah. town. That's gorgeous. Just yeah, a lot gorgeous. of history there. Savannah and all yeah. down through there. Beautiful. Um, Beautiful state. And uh, then we decided we it was ten hours from where we live, <laughs> so we decided to cut that down by four hours. So now we go to the Gulf Coast, you yes. know. Uh, but it's beautiful over there, a lot of history, and then it's beautiful on the on the Gulf Coast too. 
for vacationers who enjoy the beach. Uh, all right, so much to talk about. Mm-hmm. Uh, we do have disturbing yes. uh, news, uh, Chris. Uh, breaking news out of New York, right? We do, yeah. Politicians, private citizens, first responders, New York City itself. It needs prayers this morning where at least 13 people have been injured and at least five people have been shot in a Brooklyn subway. In a story you can go to afn.net and read for yourself, uh, it says photos and video from the scene showed people tending to bloodied passengers lying on the floor of the station and the air filled with smoke. Uh, fire and police officials were investigating reports that there had been an explosion, but the police department tweeted that there was no active explosive devices at this time. Multiple smoke devices were found on the scene, a spokesman for the mayor said. As of right now, according to Fox News and Newsmax, they are looking for the suspect or suspects yeah. uh, behind this attack. Yeah, this occurred uh, about three hours ago now, and I've just been listening to some of the interviews that Fox have been doing with folks, some of them who were on the train. And th- this, when I heard this, it just makes you shiver even more about the how how bad, it is bad, but it could have been far worse, because this train was traveling from Brooklyn to Manhattan. And one of the interviews was with a dad, and he says at this particular time of the morning on that subway, there are a lot of parents with their kids who are going to school. Uh, So this is a particular vulnerable time on the subway, very crowded, lots of kids, parents taking their kids to school. So uh, as Chris just mentioned, the, uh, the shooter is still on the loose out there somewhere. They're looking for him, but Tim... As you have mentioned so many mm. times before, mm. New York is in deep, deep trouble with yeah. violence. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's out of control. Uh, you're talking about uh, you couldn't pay me enough money to walk, go down and be on a subway in New York. No, no. Huh? We had that incident just several weeks ago. woman was uh, pushed oh. onto the tracks. Oh, people are uh, – a fellow slashed the other day. Because <laughs> when you get on the subway, it's there's no police there. No. I mean, there is there's maybe a police presence, but once you get on the subway, it's every man for himself, so to speak. And if you don't have a uh, um, a mannerly public, mm-hmm. if the public has moved from being mannerly and um, nice to each other, so to speak, and I know New York nice is a relative word, but I, you know what I'm talking about, where yeah. people respect the elderly and mm-hmm. children and families. But if you have thugs on there, if you have homeless people on there who are mentally deranged, uh, you know, they'll cut you. Yeah. They don't care. There's nobody on there to stop them. And you well, can't carry a gun. You're no. not supposed to carry a gun. Yeah. And, and the, the problem with the subway, too, you have nowhere to run. That's true. You yeah. know, if a, if you hear a gunshot and yeah. you're out on the street, yeah. you can run into a store or run down another side street. But there is... There's nowhere for you to go. Yeah. No, I know. You know what? In fairness to New York, there's like 12 million people, okay, mm. in the in the, in the the New York area, more in the greater New York area. So it's a lot of people uh, packed into a place. And that's – and so, so you're obviously going to have more crime just because of the sheer numbers of people. But it's spiraling out of control uh, because of there's no cash bail – in a lot of cases, mm-hmm. so that the uh, criminals are being, it's turnstile. Yep. The cops arrest them, mm-hmm. and they're at back out in a couple of hours because uh, they don't hold them. Yeah. Even violent criminals a lot yeah. of times. And so 
And it's not just <sighs> New York, Tim. I've been oh, reading yeah. up on what happened in Sacramento there oh, yeah. Yeah. several days ago. Yeah. The two guys uh, that were been arrested on that are have rap sheets as long oh, yeah. as your arm. Yeah, what's happened is uh, is the social justice movement mm-hmm. from from the George Floyd fallout. Yes. Yeah, the social, and it started before then, but the social justice movement says that it is wrong to uh, put in prison. Uh, okay, how do I say this exactly? That there's too many uh, people of color in prison. Mm-hmm. But, okay, so we need to stop putting them in prison and or release them in the name of uh, racial equality in, in social justice. You get what I'm saying here? Yeah. So that's separate from the fact that, okay, what are these people doing? Should they be incarcerated regardless of their skin color? Mm-hmm. What is their rap sheet? And are they a danger to society? Mm-hmm. The social justice warriors say that doesn't matter. Yep. If they're a danger to society, it doesn't matter. The mere fact that you have X percentage of people in prison that are uh, in, of color, it, you need to uh, be having a more, having a more equitable uh, uh, prison system uh, Every, population. Every, everything has been flipped. Yeah. All of a sudden, yeah. the perpetrators of the crime are being treated like victims. I know. That's the problem. Yeah, I know. And, and until that changes, things are only going to get worse. And my guess is for places like the big your big cities, uh, especially in New York, Chicago, San Francisco, Los Angeles, uh, and in your blue states, uh, the it's only going to get worse because the people who vote vote for this. Mm-hmm. In other words, they they the people who vote in the they vote Democrat every day all day, and the Democrats are for releasing criminals onto the streets. So you're putting your own community in danger because of your vote, but that doesn't matter to them. They're going to keep voting Democrat. Uh, now the the uh, I saw a report last night that said there's a chance a Republican could win mayor's race in in Los Angeles. I don't know if there's any truth. I didn't read the story, but uh, Mayor Giuliani was the last Republican mayor of um, yes of New York City, and he he cleaned up the city. Basically, he did. he did. He had stop and frisk. He had a strong police department, mm-hmm. and uh, they cleaned up the city and stopped the violent crime. Yeah, Go he ahead. took over a mess uh, from Dinkins. The Dinkins, was it Dinkins? Uh, yeah, or either uh, what was the other guy? Uh, the guy back in the eighties. Yeah, yeah. I can't think of his name. Anyway, the the big cities are only getting worse and worse because they're not putting criminals in prison. Ed Koch was Ed the, Koch, uh, the mayor yeah. of New York back in the 80s. All right, you're listening to today's issues on the American Family Radio Network. Tim, Fred, and Chris, we jo- we're joined now by Dr. Frank Turek, host of Cross-Examined. Yeah, heard each weekday, weekend rather here on AFR at 9 a.m. Central Time on Saturdays and Sunday afternoons at 4 p.m. Central Time on American Family Radio. Good morning, Frank. Good morning, gentlemen. Hard to, hear what's, hard to hear what's going on up in New York, huh? I know. I know. Uh, on the subway, mm-hmm. uh, they, they haven't arrested anybody, right, Fred? No, still looking. They don't know who, who's who's responsible. So he's still on the loose. Hmm. 
basically. All right, this is Holy Week. This is uh, Easter. Easter will be celebrated on Sunday in, in uh, churches all over the country. And, uh, Frank, is this is Easter? I know that the, uh, uh, is it the Roman Catholic and the Protestant churches celebrate Easter this weekend, then the Greek Orthodox or the Orthodox Church has another day, right? Well, I know they do for for Christmas. Maybe I'm, they I'm don't for sure. Easter. Oh, yeah, I'm not sure if Easter is different, but of course we believe this is the week that is the center of Christianity, the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus, because without that, none of us can be saved. Amen. Amen. All right, uh, where do you want to go with this conversation? Well, let's just uh, let's fold it into what's happening in New York. Uh, obviously, we have a a problem, and it's known as evil. In fact, I think if you asked anybody, regardless of their political viewpoint, regardless of what they think about the world, regardless of whether or not they're atheists or they're Christians or they're Muslims or they're Jews or they're Hindus or they're just agnostic, if you were to ask people... Is there something wrong with the world? <laughs> Every one of those people would say yes. Yeah. Right? Mm -hmm. We all know there's pain, there's suffering, there's injustice, there's death. It affects us all because we live in a broken world. And if we live in a broken world, one of the reasons we live in a broken world is because we're all broken to a certain extent. Uh, if, if we weren't broken, we wouldn't need police. Right? We wouldn't need... Uh, an army. We wouldn't need a military. It was James Madison <clears throat> who famously said, <clears throat> excuse me, in, in I think it was uh, Federalist 51, he said, if men were angels, no government would be necessary. Mm -hmm. Why do we need at least some minimal form of government? Because without it, we'd have anarchy. We'd have people inevitably stealing and murdering and uh, even people who consider themselves law-abiding citizens would would cheat and would do things that would give them an advantage because we're broken, we're fallen. And that's the very reason that Christ had to come. If we weren't broken and fallen, we could make it to God on our own. But since we, we are broken and fallen, we can't. He's, he's infinitely just. How is he going to allow unjust people to go unpunished if he's infinitely just? What does the word fallen mean? Fallen from a standard. Fallen from... <clears throat> Uh, perfection, fallen from moral perfection, fallen from moral goodness. We're all fallen. In fact, I usually give audiences this little, um, this little thought experiment. Imagine if you were to uh, wake up one morning and you went into your bathroom to you know, get ready to start your day and you looked in the mirror and you saw that there was a sign on your head that transmitted every single thought you had in big LED letters. You couldn't turn the sign off. You couldn't cover it. No matter where you went, everybody could read everything you thought. Would you leave your bathroom? <laughs> it sounds like that Jim Carrey movie from a few years ago, <laughs> where where he, where he had it, where he just went out and told that he just said everything he thought. Basically, yeah, liar, liar, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. something like that. You know. Yeah. Uh, Frank, no, to Frank, answer your question, no, you wouldn't leave your bathroom. No, no. Frank, yeah. you know, I, in the midst of this darkness, and, you know, the Bible tells us that as it was in the days of Noah, so shall the coming of the Son of Man be. Hmm. And I, I believe that with all my heart. But I, I see something else happening right now in this country that gives me a certain degree of hope, and that is 
people are starting to receive, see the results of, of evil, of putting evil in charge and the public policy that de- generates. And the example, I, I was talking to our story meeting this morning about this, a new survey that's out, and, and people are coming strong against Disney right now for fighting this law that's been put in, been put in place in Florida to protect the rights of parents so that their little five-year-olds cannot be taught sexual perversion in the schools. Mm-hmm. And, and the uprising that I'm seeing, it, it, we really saw it in Virginia last fall, where we had a total switch in political parties there based on what kids were being taught in school. So I'm a little bit encouraged that the American people, uh, and this is across political lines according to this poll this morning, are waking up to the cost of evil. Well, I hope that's the case, Fred, but it's even worse than what Disney has done. I don't know oh, if you yeah. saw last week when the president came out for Trans Visibility Day. Yes, yes. Well, his organization or his administration, his regime, put out a bunch of uh, information on the HHS website, the Health and Human Services website, about gender-affirming care. Mm-hmm. And in this, they actually said that uh, that young people as young as three to five years old can question their gender identity and you as a parent have an obligation to affirm them. Yeah. So if you're, if you're, if you're three to five year old little boy says, I'm mommy, daddy, I think I'm a girl. You're supposed to affirm them. Yeah. This is called gender affirming care. Mm. And they also said this, and this is a quote I'm reading right, right from the website. This is a government website. Listen to this. They say there is no scientifically sound research showing the negative impacts from providing gender-affirming care. First of all, that's nonsense because while there may be no sound research showing the negative impacts, it's because there's been no research done. That's the problem. We we, we haven't done any any studies on what do you do with a five-year-old who you affirm as a, a boy if they're really a girl. We haven't done any research to see what happens to them, and yet they're saying there's no negative research. But here's the real chilling part of it, Fred. Here's what it says. The decision for the child welfare system to become involved in the lives of families, potentially to the extent of removing children from their families and homes, should be wielded with the utmost care, it goes on. Yeah. Do you see what they're doing here? Oh, absolutely. They are setting it up so the federal government If they learn that your five-year-old who thinks he's a boy, even though she's a girl, if if your little girl or little boy thinks they're the opposite sex for whatever reason and you don't affirm that, they're saying the government can come in and take that child from you. This is on the Biden website for... Yes. This is called... This is a a gender-affirming care document. It's called gender-affirming care is trauma-informed care. You can look it up. Mm Mm-hmm. This is the this isn't Disney. Right. This is the United States government. Mm-hmm. Well, uh well, this is what these secular progressives are after. Complete yes. and total control of our children. That's right. They're gonna try to use schools uh to do it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, there is a rebellion against that going on in our country. We see that what happened in Virginia and Florida and, and uh, I could name some other places. Where this is, uh, people are catching on. Parents mm-hmm. are even people who aren't necessarily conservative mm-hmm. are catching on and, and learning about what's going on with these schools. I saw same type thing you're mentioning right there. Uh, they're going to do in they're they're going to do in New Jersey. Was, yes, uh, they're going to do in New Jersey. Uh, 
you know, right now or at least before long. So there's a reaction on the part. Of, we said the other day, the, the if you have children school age today, it's either homeschool, Christian school, or you better you better take control of the school board. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So yes. that so that you can keep this kind of uh, mm-hmm. insidious garbage. Uh, garbage is a like uh, uh, not a strong enough word, but to what you, what Frank just described there out of the uh, school curriculum. Yes. Uh, you, go ahead, and, Frank. And, and you know, Tim. I mean, uh, Fred just made me think of that, and that wasn't what we were going to talk about. Because look, we're all, we're all fallen. We're all sinful. That's why we all need a savior. And the reason that to go back to our the real topic of our conversation is to why is Jesus the only way? Is because there's no other way. An infinitely just God can allow injustice to go unpunished unless he punishes an innocent substitute in our place. And that's who Jesus is, right? Without him, there's no way any of us, no matter what our political or moral viewpoints are, there's no way any of us can be reconciled to an infinitely just God. But since God is infinitely loving, he doesn't want to punish us, so what does he do? He punishes himself in our place. That's the whole, that's the whole story of this week. And, and, and we, we, you know, we just need to point out that this is why Christ came. It wasn't an arbitrary claim when he said, look, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father except through me, John 14, 6. He's not arbitrarily saying that. He's saying that because that's just the nature of reality, that there's no other way an infinitely just being can allow injustice, unjust creatures like us to go unpunished. The only way he can do it is if he punishes an innocent substitute. And the only innocent substitute he could find would be himself, that's why he adds humanity to his deity, comes to earth, takes our punishment on himself, and by trusting in him, you can not only be forgiven, you can be given his righteousness, and that's the <laughs> ultimate identity we can all have. You don't get your identity from your gender or your political party or your or your sexual orientation or all these things the the the, the, the culture wants to tell us we get our identity from. We get our identity from our creator. We 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 receive our identity. We don't achieve it. We just receive it. We say. I'm a, I'm a child of God now because I've accepted what Christ has done for us. Amen. For me. Amen. Amen. Well, what's the website, Frank, where people can go and read more? Crossexamine.org. And uh, this uh, week we're going to uh, have Justin Brierley from the UK on our program. We're going to be talking about the resurrection and the evidence for Christianity since it is Holy Week. Justin holds a debate show every week where he de- has Christians and atheists and other non-believers debate. And we're going to talk about the best arguments for the resurrection and the best arguments atheists give to say that Jesus didn't rise from the dead, and we'll point out why those don't work. What's your next college uh, appearance? LSU. We're at LSU, Louisiana State University, on the 20, I want to say it's the 24th and 25th of April. And where can people read more about that? Uh, If they go to crossexamine.org and they click on events, they'll see it there. And we're going to stream that live uh, on the internet, I think both events, the Sunday night and Monday night, will be live. And anyone near Baton Rouge can come to the Monday night event at the university. Just uh, check our website out at crossexamine.org. Click on events. You'll see it there. We go to colleges because, as you know, that's that's probably yeah. the, the most anti-Christian real estate in America, a college campus. Well, man, I applaud you for going into the, uh, well, in the case of LSU, be the Tigers' den. Tiger uh, that's right. The lion's den. I was going to say. So, so cross examined with an ed, cross examined yep. yes, dot org. Yes, sir. And you can read about your appearance at LSU coming up uh, April. What'd you say? April twenty fourth and twenty fifth. It's a it's a Sunday night, Monday night. All right, that's right. Hey, Frank. Take care. Appreciate it. God bless you guys. He's risen. Okay. Thank you. Amen.
Indeed. We'll, we'll take Indeed. a break. Take a break right here. We'll be back with more of today's issues on AFR after this short timeout. At the very least, what you put on there should be true. And if it's not true, then it should be actionable. Major social media outlets are finding ways to block the conservative evangelical viewpoint. The American Family Association will no longer be canceled. Announcing AFA Streaming, our own video streaming platform, which will allow access to all AFA video content. AFA Streaming is now available. Learn more at AFA.net. And my father, your great-grandfather, fought in World War II. Really? He was a gunner on the big ship out in the Pacific Ocean. Wow. Your great-grandmother did her part, too. Was she on a ship? Oh, no. She stayed back home. She and a lot of her friends worked really hard in a factory because the men had gone off to war. And they held scrap metal drives to help in the war effort. The folks back home were heroes, too. Here at the American Family Association, we consider you the heroes back home. As you fulfill your responsibility of caring for your family day to day, your partnership with us is crucial as we fight the enemies of freedom in America. Thank you for your commitment to the American Family Association. Grandpa, what's a scrap metal drive? (laughs) Let's get some cookies and I'll tell you all about it. Hello, Americans. I'm Todd Starnes. Stand by for news and commentary next. Uh, my goal as a teacher is, is to impart knowledge and then be able then for them to take it and turn it into wisdom. As we teach, I think, okay, five years down the road, how will the material that I am teaching them really affect their lives and their careers? Hi, Todd Starnes here. Truett offers biblically-centered degree programs. Check out truett.edu slash Starnes. There is a missing man table at Naval Air Facility at Sugi in Japan. The POW MIA table is a tradition often found in military dining halls honoring missing service members and prisoners of war. According to Navy instruction, the table settings must include certain symbolic items like an empty chair and a single rose. The table also includes a Bible, and that has apparently triggered a number of sailors. The Military Religious Freedom Foundation fired off a letter to the base commander demanding the Bible be removed. The MRFF claims to represent thousands of Christian service members who allegedly get triggered by public displays of their own faith. They say the inclusion of a Bible excludes any sailor who is not white, straight, or of the Christian faith. The military says they're investigating. To remove the Bible is to desecrate the missing man table. That cannot and must not happen, but it probably will, because there's no room at the table in President Biden's Pentagon for people of faith. I'm Todd Stearns. But he saves the poor from the sword of their mouth and from the hand of the strong. So the helpless has hope and injustice has shut its mouth. American Family Radio. This is today's issues. Email your comments to comments at AFR.net. Past broadcasts of today's issues are available for listening and viewing in the archive at AFR.net. Now, back to more of today's issues. 
Hey, welcome back, everybody, to the program Today's Issues on American Family Radio. In case you haven't heard, there was a shooting on a subway in New York. Earlier this morning, at least 13 are injured. How many are dead? Uh, do, do they know? No time? deaths being reported yet. Okay, well, that's Lives. good. Yeah. But 13 injured, and um, evidently, Chris, the guy got on the subway there. We don't know what station yet. Oh, I I think it was a, in Brooklyn. It in was Brooklyn. in the Brooklyn area, yes. And uh, re- released a smoke bomb and then started shooting, evidently. Yeah, and, you know, keep in mind, too, they just had that situation a couple of days ago. It's been that long where you had the manhole explosion. In, in the, the Times, uh, Square, Times Square, yeah. So everybody's that already was, on uh, edge. That, was, uh, that wasn't a... An act that was a uh, accident, yeah, right? It was, yeah. But like everybody's still kind of on edge oh, about yeah. that. You know, yeah. there were people screaming, running for their lives, thinking there was a terrorist incident um, already. Uh, so this only makes that worse. Let me fix my mic so everybody can hear me better because I know everybody's dying to hear me. Sure. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Thanks, Bob. Um, anyway, so the the, the uh, suspect is, or, or the uh, I guess the. The criminal who mm-hmm. committed this act is still uh, on the run. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's 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 you, you hear this oftentimes when things like this happen, but it, it's it's almost like a movie. The guy just vanishes, assuming it's a guy, just vanishes into a crowd of millions of people. There, for all yeah. we know, he could be standing there amongst all the first responders. The authorities are about to give their first news conference in the next fifteen twenty minutes. They say so. We may find out a little bit more. Well, I guarantee you, when they find this guy. If he indeed is a guy, and it almost always is, uh, he will have a rap sheet. Yes. Yes. Probably a long one. Yes. I would guess. Uh, all right. Uh, that's that's what happened this morning earlier in New York City. Next story, Chris. Well, uh, this is a situation that is being described as out of control. That's how uh, an economist at the economic research firm WFD Bonds LLC calls it uh, in a story on the Associated Press's website. U.S. inflation jumped 8.5% in the past year. It's the highest inflation rate since 1981, before I was born. <laughs> Uh, so it, it's being blamed largely on the uh, significant rise in fuel prices. Uh, but, you know, food's more expensive, lumber's more expensive. You name it, it's more expensive these days. And it, again, is something we've talked about. We'll probably continue to talk about it between now and November because it is being viewed as the big election year issue for Democrats running for re-election and Republicans wanting to unseat them. Uh, no matter where you get your news, Hardly a day goes by without seeing a story or a headline uh, about Biden's poll numbers being really low. This is one of the reasons people are upset with this administration. Um, And they're saying things like, I'd rather have orange man bad or mean tweets right now than be paying, you know, $9 for a pack of whatever it may be at the grocery store. And the other thing, I will make this prediction. When Jen Psaki comes out for the White House briefing today, she will blame this on Putin. The Putin <laughs> oh, price hike. You, you I, know it. That's your go-to right there. Huh? It's Putin's fault. Everything's yeah, Putin's re- fault. Recession is going to, the uh, price is going up, the recession. I don't know. We're not officially in a recession yet, right? But we're on the border. Not officially. We're on the verge. Heading in that direction. Uh, Jimmy Carter land yeah. is where we're headed, it seems like. Remember the late 70s? Mm-hmm. The, the car. Oh, I remember. <laughs> Well, in Canada too, right? Oh, it, it was everywhere. My dad was uh, owned a business at that time. Interest rates were around eighteen percent. It got up that high, 
And it was just a killer for business. Absolute killer for business. Um, so we'll we'll see what uh, happens. But right now, you know what I've heard talking to folks this morning, and and I'm, I, I pay attention to the uh, Wall Street news and economic news, sort of a periphery. Mm-hmm. I'd rather read about the ball game. <laughs> you too. Because yeah. it goes away and tomorrow's a new one. Yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'd, rather not, yeah. I'd rather not spend 10 minutes reading about economic uh, uh-huh. malaise. I'll just have Chris do it. Okay. Yeah, yeah just, <laughs> I, just don't, don't, I just don't need that at the end of the day. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, uh, but I've talked, seriously, I was talking to some folks who do understand markets and economy and government spending all this, and they were saying the Federal Reserve – which is usually the the uh, strong-armed entity that controls, keeps the economy in balance, mm-hmm. right? That they're, quote, out of weapons, end of quote. And we're probably going to have to go through a recession. You know what I'm it's saying? It's scary. Right? I don't know. I don't know. When, I don't know when you come out of that. Or yeah. What well, I mean, looks- you can only raise interest rates so much. Now they do plan on doing it, and there's been an argument where they're not doing it enough. They're going to do it in phases, and it's these little incremental phases. It's not a 18 percent raise. It's mm. we're going to do it half a percent here, two percent there, uh, that kind of stuff, and that's all going to impact uh, the stock market. It already is to some extent. So if you have a 401k or your money socked away somewhere, I do. The Lord be with you. So tell me, Chris, what I do? Well, you can go. Which way uh, to go, Chris? Yeah. Pickle jars out in the backyard, man. <laughs> Stuff it in your my you're, pillow. You're saying bury my money. You would, yeah. depending on what you have your money. Don't in. I run the risk of like water getting in there? Or? Well, that's what the pickle jars for. Okay. You know? oh, the they, pickle they, jars. They, uh, seriously, they say at these times yeah. when interest rates are climbing, it's best to put your money into money market mm-hmm. stuff uh, versus risky stocks yeah that kind it's of it's a safe it's a safe bet yeah uh i don't as a baptist i don't like talking about betting it's a safe <laughs> wager yes. uh for you to do that you don't necessarily make a lot of money but you're not going to lose yes you're a little safer well, there. i did that last time we lost half our 401k i did the uh you just I, lost the four no i'm sure you, you had one k no i said uh <laughs> you know what i'm not going to lose anymore mm-hmm. okay man i May not win a lot, but mm-hmm. I'm not going to lose anymore. Uh, so we're way down on the risk chart. Yeah. Because that's happened twice, Fred. Now, Chris may not remember this. Mm-hmm. What are you, 40? Mm-hmm. I just turned 40. Okay. But in the last 20 years, mm-hmm. 25 years, maybe by the time you started your employment, mm-hmm. we've had two, at least two uh, uh, times when the 401Ks went to 201Ks. Oh, yes. Huh? Yeah. Especially if you were in the medium to risky categories, mm-hmm. like you went out and really right. thought that you were yeah. going to make a lot of money. Now, for the last, what, eight, nine years. It's Stock been, market's been pretty good, oh, right? Huh? It has been excellent. Yeah. yeah. Excellent. But I think now uh, it is time to be cautious. Yes. And I will say this, too. Uh, if you are 40 and under listening to this show, thank you for that. Uh, but don't put your faith and trust in the Social Security program because it won't be there. <laughs> That's been a talking point for since right. I started here. Right, right. Next story, Chris. All right. Speaking of money, Black Lives Matter. A lot of their uh, executives at the top of the organization uh, have been spending money left to right on their personal uh, lifestyles. Uh, one organization official uh, spent some uh, multi-million dollars, really, to buy a mansion for herself 
some people there with BLM own multiple homes. And uh, this from time <laughs> to time gets um, uh, this from time to time gets a lot of uh, coverage, as it should, uh, because these organizations, this organization, BLM, has been asking money, asking um, for money left and right. Uh, Fox News has a story. Uh, BLM defends multi-million dollar mansion purchase and lengthy Twitter thread. Basically, someone there had enough uh, with all the criticism on how these people are spending other folks' money on homes. Uh, and they started uh, trying to defend themselves. They later uh, turned off the responses so that way people wouldn't be able to weigh in. And uh, one of the things that they went on to say, though, is that we have spent this money on uh, black uh, organizations and other efforts, things that black people are concerned about, kind of sort of trying to justify the fact that they were spending other people's money on homes for themselves. There is a gentleman here. I've got some reaction. It's Leo Terrell on Fox and Friends uh, criticizing BLM's response or lack thereof. Clip eight. You're saying there needs to be a federal investigation. Will there be? It will happen when the Republicans take over Congress. I want to be very clear. BLM is hiding behind Twitter. And I'll ask you right now, I'll ask everyone watching Fox, who's the CEO of Black Lives Matter? Who's the members of the board of directors? This organization is protected because it's part of the Democratic administration. I challenge anyone to name the, the directors, the people who are heading BLM. They have used their nonprofit status to exploit black people. He's, he's exactly right. Well, what, what happened was... With Black Lives Matter. Now, again, to distinguish, we're talking about the organization, the nonprofit group Black Lives Matter. We are not talking about the general sentiment of Black Lives Matter because, yes, Black Lives Matter to God, as all lives matter mm -hmm. in the eyes of God. Yes. Human life is precious, and uh, no matter what color skin you have, we all. That's that's the Judeo-Christian worldview. Mm -hmm. But we're talking about Black Lives Matter, the left-wing organization that sort of took off after the George Floyd protest. They, they got a lot of money brought into their coffers by shaking down companies. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. They really didn't have to shake them down like Je in classic Jesse Jackson style. All they had to do was uh, say, unless company A, B, C, D, E, unless you give money to Black Lives Matter, we're going to call you a racist company. Yeah. Well, all the companies said, where do I, where do I send my check? Yep. Okay. So that's how they got rich, Black, Black Lives Matter. And so they, they blossomed uh or they uh, they grew so quickly black lives matter did they went from nothing to millions and millions of dollars i think it was close to 100 million dollars wasn't it 70 or 80 million dollars or I, something the like figure that. i saw was 90. okay these people they they hadn't uh really evidently no oversight of how the money was being spent a traditional nonprofit organization like we are our mm -hmm. church or our uh red cross or salvation or whoever you have uh you know, you have accountability because you have to comply with the IRS, with mm -hmm. state tax agencies. You have to produce uh, forms that document where your money, uh, how much money you brought in, how much you spent, where the money went, and all these things. And you have a board of directors, right? I mean, it's very stringent. And you yeah. can lose your 401K. Excuse me. You can lose your 
your nonprofit status. Five hundred one C three. If you don't comply with the IRS, I mean, it's a we 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 have uh, people. We have to spend money here to you know hire people to keep us sure. Make sure we're staying within the rules, and everybody does if you're involved in uh, charity work. Yeah. Well, Black Lives Matter was registered as a charity, but evidently there was nobody overseeing how they were spending the money because the money was coming in so fast. And they, they are in trouble now with uh, California, the state of California. Black Lives Matter is in trouble under investigation, I should mm-hmm. say, by the state of California, the most woke state in all the country. And you, you would think if anybody would let Black Lives Matter, it must be bad. Oh, yeah. If California is going after you. Yeah, if you've lost California, uh, yeah. that's, that's but <laughs> what they what the, what they've done here is it just it looks terrible for Black Lives Matter because they, they're buying a $6 million home in California, right? Right. Which is in the middle of an all-white neighborhood. <laughs> this, you can't make this stuff up. Pretty much an all-white neighborhood. Yep. A bunch of r- white rich people, Black Lives Matter, is joining the club mm-hmm. by buying their own home there in uh, in Southern California. I guess it's in Southern California. So... Um, and so they're uh, they're scrambling. Black Lives Matter is scrambling to defend themselves. I guess you could say. Um, I- it's it's amazing to me. You know, they had one of their founders. Uh, her name is uh, Patrice. Yeah, Col- these are colors. These, these are people who describe themselves as Marxist. Yes, uh, when she, I think she stepped down recently. Uh, she purchased four homes for three point two million dollars. That was according to right. a report in the New York Post. Right. She's doing good for a communist. Holy smokes. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, aren't communists supposed to live well, live, live uh, among the people? Yeah. Well, no. Here, here's the thing with communism. Okay. You know, you can look to Cuba. You can look. The, the communist rulers believe they are very special people. Mm-hmm. They expect everybody else to live in poverty right. while they live in Except luxury. Except the elite. Yes. There's yeah. always a little group right at the top who believe, well, what's her name? She's, uh, I think, part of the uh, the uh, AOC group. The oh, the squad. The squad. Tlaib, yeah. Presley. Well, she, Presley. Mm-hmm. Uh, out of St. Louis? Uh, no, uh, that's Cory Bush. Cory Bush, yeah. out of St. Louis. And she was caught. She's been spending all kinds of money. And she was on, on videotape. She says, but I deserve it. I'm doing good work. Well, <laughs> I, I don't, yeah. So uh, I think Black Lives Matter is in trouble uh, potentially with the IRS. They're in trouble with the state of California. Uh, the, it's a bad look for them to be buying $6 million homes with people who've given money to support the work of BLM. Black Lives Matter, whatever that work is, exactly. Yeah. So it's, um, you know. Did you read the statement they put out after who, this? Who put out? This Black is Black Lives, Lives Matter. Matter. Uh-huh. We are redoubling our efforts to provide clarity about our work. In the coming weeks, we will unveil new initiatives to increase transparency and accountability and to continue reshaping what radical philanthropy looks like for yeah. black people. This is why some people, when they talk about BLM, they'll say, I don't like BLM. The organization 
this I'm fine right, with the right, sentiment. Right. It's kind of like a love the sinner, hate the sin kind of situation. Every, everybody's in favor of black lives. Yeah. All lives matter. Ask Jesus. Uh, but it's these it's this organization doing things with other people's money that it's an issue. Yeah. Yeah. Next story, Chris. All right. Uh, Ron DeSantis in the news again. When yep. is he not in the news? The governor of Florida? Yes. Uh, the uh, Today's news involves him um, announcing that uh, Florida is going to be spending some funds to promote the importance of fatherhood. Uh, the importance of fatherhood, certainly something we've talked about on this program. The ministry uh, has long been in, uh, behind efforts involving fatherhood and promoting that. I do have a little bit of audio here from Governor Ron DeSantis talking about the importance of fatherhood. Clip one. If you look over the last many decades, uh, one of the worst social trends uh, has been the decline of fatherhood. The fact of the matter is, uh, when you take kids that do not have a father present during their upbringing, the chance of them dropping out of school, uh, getting involved in trouble with the law, having other difficulties increases dramatically. Now, he was standing um, yesterday in front of a lot of people uh, that were all in support of what the governor was doing there. One of the people standing there with the governor was Tony Dungy, a uh, longtime football coach, uh, coached with the Colts. I believe he's actually been on this program, albeit a long time ago, uh, to talk about fatherhood. Uh, so definitely um, something... Uh, Another big uh, news day for Ron DeSantis. Yeah, and, and we've talked about it on the program before. In, in in the black community in America, 70% of the kids, is the last figure that I saw, are born uh, with kids out of wedlock. And a lot of them grow up without a daddy present. And it leads to education problems. It leads to crime problems. And all that Ron DeSantis is doing is, let's do something. Now, to his credit, President Trump had the same concerns when he was in office in helping to stabilize black families so that the kids have a better chance to get a good education, therefore get a good job. Yeah, that was one of the reasons why uh, Obama didn't get as much support for his My Brother's Keeper initiative, is that it didn't necessarily promote uh, fatherhood so much as it asked for other people to help uh, minority communities. Yeah. Um, and so that's, that was the difference between what Trump was trying to do and Obama. This goes back a long time. Bottom line, we need more fathers, uh, yeah. and we need you know, men to step up and to accept responsibility. Well, um, good for Ron DeSantis, the governor of Florida, and Tony Dungy for, mm -hmm. yeah. for uh, standing uh, beside him. And, but, uh, but he'll be criticized. He'll be criticized, Ron DeSantis, for this. Why he already was? He had his two. He had two little girls with him. I think maybe they were his daughters. Uh, but some people were calling him a quote unquote groomer and saying that he was basically um, forcing his kids to. He was using them as political pawns. So there's already criticism. Ron well, DeSantis could breathe yeah. wrong, and somebody would go on CNN and complain about it. Yeah, yeah. yeah well, of course the the Bible tells us that. <clears throat> When you have children, you're responsible for them. Yes. Mm -hmm. And you're responsible for, as a male, you're responsible for uh, being the protector and defender and provider for your home. Mm -hmm. Right? Mm -hmm. Your home, by home, you mean, I mean, your wife and your children. Yes. And then, uh, so that's that's been understood for generations, mm -hmm. well, thousands of years, mm -hmm. that that's the role of the male. Right. 
uh, in, in in the marriage and in the family situation, the child rearing. That's right. Once you dismiss that, once you say that doesn't matter, uh, that biblical standard, which is a common sense standard too. I mean, we see that as Chris talked about the fallout from fatherlessness, uh, the societal impact is enormous. Uh, well, you look right now and you mentioned in the African American community and everybody knows this 73% of children live in households headed up by a woman. Yeah. Okay. In other words, 73% of children born to African American, um, moms, the dad's not involved. I mean, they're not married. Mm -hmm. Marriage doesn't mean anything anymore. Uh, in a large part of, well, in America in general, white, his white, I was probably more in Hispanic, the Hispanic culture is more, uh, seems to me, I don't have the stats here in front of me, more reverent of marriage and family than even mm-hmm. whites and, uh, and blacks. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know about Asians, but anyway, the point is, uh, that I- until this changes in the African American community, until marriage and family is re, is uh, all, is revered again, as it once was, like it was for all cultures in America, up until the 1960s and 70s, mm-hmm. until the Democrats said, "Hey, let's give everybody uh, government money if they have if they have babies and don't get married." What mm-hmm. about that idea? Everybody, everybody with me on that one? Mm-hmm. And even uh, some Democrats warned what would happen if you did this for, uh, generationally. Yes. Who was it? Uh, Monahan. It was yeah. Monahan, the senator from New York, Democrat. He said, "Listen, if you start giving people money, uh, free money for having babies out of wedlock, that's going to be disastrous." Uh, and it's turned out to be so. Yeah. Because as as Governor DeSantis says, there, if you don't have a father, uh, okay, yes, you have a 16, 17 year old girl having a baby. Or in some cases, multiple babies. Mm-hmm. This this this. This doesn't have to, this isn't uh, whether they're white or black or whatever color they are. I'm just talking about a female. Yeah. Okay. You have, remember when we, when we understood that only females can have babies? Well, I'm not a biologist, Uh, but I've heard that. (laughs) Good one, Chris. All right. So you have a uh, 16 year old girl, Mm -hmm. right? She gets pregnant or or, or a 22 year old girl gets Mm -hmm. pregnant. So don't get married. They don't get married. Uh, have the baby and, uh, the girl, the likelihood of her dropping out of school is pretty high. Mm-hmm. All right. Because yes. I mean, you, you have a baby. Uh, so uh, you, 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 and what if you have two, mm-hmm. then you're almost certainly going to drop out of school. You're and how are you going to get a education that allows you to get a decent paying job right. if you don't, if you can't go to school. Right. So. Then, if you, I mean, I, I'm telling people, everybody knows this, but if you want to know why we're having a, a crime, a lot of the crime problems we have, especially in the inner cities with young black males, mm-hmm. is because they're not they're not getting guidance uh, from a father figure in the home uh, at all. Yeah, and so they join gangs and they get involved in not all not all african young african american males i understand that there are exceptions but as a general rule this what's going on defies the biblical standard and so you're going to find yourself 
in uh, a generational, what do you call it, a, a continual cycle of, uh, of uh, problems yes, created sir. because mm-hmm. we have decided that fathers in the home being married and raising a family right. is, is not a priority yeah. any longer. And the people that could have the biggest, most immediate impact today are the ones that we just went over that spent millions of dollars on a home. They oh, took Black somebody Lives else's Matter? money and, and bought homes rather than go out and do initiatives. Where's the initiative to promote what you just talked about? Well, you're going to have to return to morality. We all okay. need to practice you're have it, to, yes. Oh, yeah. Uh, I mean, in, I think the, in the white community, was it 45% of our children are born without fathers? Mm-hmm. That's almost half. Yeah. You, if you multiply the um, white people make up, what, 60% of the public? And then you're talking about 43% born without fathers in the home. Yeah. The sheer numbers there uh, are going to create more problems uh, for society. So unless this reverses itself, you're going to have to start talking morality. Yeah. People don't like to do that today. Mm-hmm. Don't push your morals on me, mm-hmm. you religious fanatics. Well, okay, it, just take religion out of it for a minute. Um, shouldn't we be teaching sexual morality for our children that is um you know wait till marriage that should be the goal that's not i know that's not humanly possible people are going to sin mm-hmm. but that should be the standard yeah that's not even the standard anymore no and especially in rap culture which many whites and black males listen to sure. it's a gangster culture for for most of it it's uh baby mamas and mm-hmm. drugs and alcohol well that doesn't help either you know what I'm saying? So uh, it, in, until you are willing to start talking about we need to teach moral values to children, and if you have babies, you need to be married. Yes. Uh, and and that's, that's again, that's uh, that should be the standard. That's not even the standard by which we measure things mm-hmm. in today's uh, society. So... We'll be back momentarily with more of uh, today's issues on American Family Radio. The views and opinions expressed in this broadcast may not necessarily reflect those of the American Family Association or American Family Radio.